Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, guys. It's the podcast. It's exciting and new. My lord. All right, guys. Welcome to podcast number six here at Behind the Bunker Studios. This is also known as our after show if you're watching us live. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Um, If you're watching us, yes, we're wearing Christmas sweaters. It is Christmas. It's the uh, weekend before Christmas, and we're all so... Excited. Seb, you're not supposed to crinkle, uh, crinkle paper in the microphone. As I understand, our audio guy doesn't like it. <laughs> now, if you, are, uh, <laughs> if you were listening to this on the podcast, just imagine what a Christmas sweater white look like, you know, um, because any visual translates very well to a podcast, as we've mentioned before. Absolutely. Like Santa Claus taking a poop That's right. on a Christmas sweater? <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, why don't we go around the room? Uh, my name is Tony Ansich, guys. I'm your host this evening for tonight's podcast. With me, as always, Josh Zubizabrikas. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> That's me. Very good. We have Joe Kimson from Flaggetters Paintball. Greetings. And Gavin Sharma from Terra Tech Industries. Ooh. I'm here, baby! Yeah. Nice. In our production booth, you'll also hear Matt the Crip pushing buttons. Yeah, I'm here. Very nice. So excited. And we have <laughs> Seb, our sound guy. Hello! La, 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 la. And all the way back from Munich, Germany, we have Dustin Schnitzelholst, our international connection. Yeah. Yeah, Very nice. One of these days, he's going to come out with an actual German saying. Yeah, hello. Thanks. <laughs> Volkswagen's a people's car. He wasn't prepared. He's still mowing down on his schnitzel. I did oh, hear nom, his Christmas nom, sweater nom. is um, inspired by Hugo Boss. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, you have a little sauerkraut on the corner of your lips. Sorry, my bad. That's I not sauerkraut. Oh, <laughs> oh, bazinga. It's saltier wow. crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's already started, folks. Here we go. Yeah, it's the after show. It's yeah. unscripted. This podcast, guys, is brought to you tonight by Dye Paintball, Valken, Tipman, Air Ups Bunker Systems, and Empire Paintball, as, lo- as well as our friends Flagrators Paintball, and now our newly appointed sponsor, Terratech Industries. Yeah, yeah, buddy! Yeah, Starting January 1st, we have Terratech as our newest sponsor. That's These right elves here. are working the double shifts and I am quite to bring you Sasquatch. Uh, now, I also have to say, I shouldn't have said that because I haven't cashed the check. And no, I don't it has. Know. It has come out of the account. I has checked today. <laughs> All $13? <laughs> you know you're worried about your accounts when the CEO is checking his online banking for a sponsor check for the program. We're doing that well. <laughs> Very good. All right, guys, we are watching the chat. For those of you that are listening to us live and watching us live, we are watching the chat form as well as we are watching our Twitter feed, which is at Behind the Bunker. If you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, head on over. (laughs) No concerns. (laughs) And uh, we will get to your questions tonight. Now, why don't we jump right into it, Dusty, and let's get some of your questions uh, out there. All righty, then. First question I have here comes from Dennis Bess. He goes... Uh, talking about pump resurgence, explain to the dumb people that just because their Hammer 7 or Empire Tracer is an L-spot doesn't mean they are anywhere close to the Phantoms and Lapgos. Go into in-depth on the difference and pros and cons between the Sheraton design versus the Nelson design. 
and stock versus open class. I like how you trailed off just as the beat dropped there. You know what? Perfect timing. You're, you're asking, Very professional. He's, he's asking for a lot. Um, you know, well, let's let's start first of all. Pump is one of the greatest um, formats to play out there. It's more challenging for some. It has a bigger, steeper learning curve. But uh, when you get proficient, I feel it's that up. Pump's more, more deadly accurate. It's definitely more satisfying. However, with him saying that, um, what is the difference between, let's say, an Empire Tracer, an SM6, uh, SL68, uh, Hammer 7 versus, let's put into a different category here, let's say your auto cockers, your um, CCMs, um, anything like that. What is, what is the difference? Do you guys think there's a difference? Yes, they are pump. They're, they're all pumps, but everything's sort of a, a derivative or a takeoff, I think, on, on the original on the original Nelson Nelson um, valve system they all but I, okay comparing uh, pump guns is like comparing paintball markers can you say that a, a vanquish is the same as an ion you know you're, you're comparing two different things I mean there's different quality levels um, I, I don't think that you can compare the hammer 7 or the tracer to an autococker or CCM. I don't think you can. I think it's two different guns. Yes, they're pumped, but the quality is much, much different. Yeah, the and materials used. Yeah, and if you're going to go out and try to compete in a pump tournament, it's, again, the difference of having, you know, an Ion versus a Vanquish, I feel. As, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, just, I'm, I'm typing just, in the chat. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking, Todd, it, like, as technology changes, like, some of the original paintball guns had to have an extra step in them because they had to break... They had to puncture the CO2. Now you're getting into, you know, second and third and fourth generation pump markers that that someone can screw a quick change onto, so you don't have to worry about it. The whole the design, the design can be, you know, completely different. Look at like a, a an old school Sheridan rifle that you you know you had to unscrew and drop your CO2 in and have 20 turns of your. But now you can't go. compare a Sheridan rifle against a Hammer 7. No, of course you can't. <laughs> Although no. you can take the barrel off a of Hammer 7. Yeah. That's um, true. Simon, Simon Inception in the chat wants to know if Terratech Industry makes the Viper marker. Uh, they do not. Okay. We're not manufacturing markers at this time, but our R&D department, which you've already mentioned earlier today, uh, is working on alternative products. JD Ooh. Smith in the chat seems to think that it's a fake front for Gavin. Like I said, this is the season of hope and love. Don't hate. Mm, okay. All right. Now, we've had an opportunity to try some of the TerraTech brand paintballs. That's right. The Sasquatch. The um, Matador. El, El Matador. Yeah. Um, and the Versailles. The I, ha I, have, I haven't tried the Versailles yet, but uh, is that how you pronounce it? It's because you have the hard time ordering it on the phone. <laughs> Can I have the Armash Ariad? Nothing beats Todd picking up the phone at noon going, Can I order Yeah, what made you pick that name, Gavin? Uh, like, what, what was the. Uh... Uh, uh, that is not me directly. That's oh, the marketing okay. department okay. Uh, doing research and apparently how French is taking off in both. Uh, the United States market and the Mexican market as well, so it's going to be replacing yeah. Spanish and in uh, English. So it's going to be yeah. misspelled. Is actually asking in the chat. Sand-based paintballs are still coming. They're not still coming. They're out there hitting That's the marketplace right, yeah. right now. Boom. Um, guest eight, five eight seven is asking, "What is a good first pump?" That's a really good question. Uh, let's take into consideration price because not everybody can afford a you know a CCM out of the gate. What what would be a good opportunity? You know what. Um, 
used is always fantastic as well. Uh, any of the old cockers, uh, old phantoms, stuff like yes. that, um, you, you can't go wrong, really. Yeah. And there's really oh. nothing to go wrong with them. No. I've gone wrong. I've had some lemons. Okay, you know what? Nobody's asking you, Mr. Well, sound Guy. Just press buttons, I'm not right? the sound guy. <laughs> just, just because you haven't had a meg pump yet. I have, actually. Seriously? Yeah, I owned one for quite some time. And it definitely wasn't a lemon, right? Oh, no. It, it worked fine. I just... But essentially, you do get what you pay for, right? The more... Not Essentially, used. well, not yeah. used, but I mean, the more you invest in, I mean, uh, obviously, hopefully, the, the better the quality, with the exception of our friend Matthew, who's been screwed on a number of occasions. <laughs> Too many lemons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, try try used. Not to make lemonade out of lemon. That's what Becky tells me all the time. Yeah, so take the parts from all the lemon guns and make one. Yes, Frankenstein. Franken pump. Yeah. Frank or you got a Franken Frank pump. pump. Or if yeah. you get a bunch there of lemons, you, go. you got a great night of shooting tequila as well, right? That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tequila. All right. Um, AOS Mantis in the chat says my first pump was a Tipman pump. Not bad as an entry. Uh, the Empire Sniper is great one too if you can afford it. Um, I would agree. I, I think the, uh, the the sniper is a great one. Uh, did, what is the uh, website for Terratech? Uh, just check out their Facebook link. Ter if you go, Terratech? if you scroll up in the face or in the in the in the chat, you'll see the research department. You can go over there and like them. Terratech <laughs> has Terratech. recognized the fact that it is in fact 2013 and has done away with websites. <laughs> <laughs> they are useless. Nobody uses them. Go to Facebook. Like they've the also the pulled all the yellow page advertising, Josh's as yeah, well. That's yeah, that's correct. We had to save thirteen dollars. Nice. All right. Well, why don't we move on? I know we didn't answer every single nuance of that gentleman's question. I appreciate him sending it in, but uh, why don't we move on? Yeah, we'll save the other half and destroy it next week. What I will say for those of you that are out there that contemplating a pump, uh, it's, there's definitely a learning curve in it. It's going to take you a while to get good at it. Once once you're there, though, um, you're going to find that you're at a whole other level. So you, you don't want to switch back either. Like Once you're comfortable using that marker, then uh, Joe has a question. I've no, this is more of an addition. I'd like to add that Empire has stopped production on the Tracer since they've acquired Spider. Their new pump marker or the continuing pump marker will be the what is the Spider pump? Hammer. Hammer. Hammer, Hammer Seven, 7 will be their their pump marker now. So yeah. if you want to if you want a Tracer because one of your hands has one and you can find one, grab it. Otherwise, they will go the way of the dodo bird. No, forget about the, the Ron Jeremy pump too. Protect the dodo way of life. Extravaganza. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was that was good. Yes. Um, speaking of which, that's a good segue to talk about extravaganza, guys. Uh, for those of you that are heading down to a paintball extravaganza, you want to register now and get your uh, your store, your field, your shop registered now. Send your guys down to get some tech courses. There's some great value tech courses down there, and you have an opportunity to see all the great new products that are down there. And uh, we explained it uh, on our earlier show, but guys, we are going to be down there on Monday night, uh, the day before the show opens, with some super duper show exclusives that no one else is going to see we're going to get them on the show monday night probably even some special guests on on as well and then we're going to air the show we're going to do live from the floor on wednesday uh wednesday night to show you everything that was released at extravaganza so you don't even have to be there you can just watch us if you're not able to get there we're going to so. have some spy footage monday night uh, i miss i missed the meeting did we decide on what tech course we're going to streak through did we also decide where we're eating because that's really important to me there's well, a golden the corral 
between. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Gavin, we have seven cases of uh, ready-to-eat meals. Yeah, MREs. We're not. MREs gonna, we're going to eat in our. We're going to eat in our room. We decided. Ice Storm 2014. It, honestly, <laughs> it's just a myth that when we go to events that we fixate on food, it's the last thing on our mind, and sometimes we go days without eating, and then we get all lightheaded. I, you might have to. You might have to uh, load up before we go. <laughs> All right, guys, why don't we move on? Dustin, you still have lots of questions in the question department. I do. The departmentary. Abumich, I don't know how to say it. Abumich. Abumich wonders what our thoughts on the uh, Etha are. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a decent gun. Um, I, I haven't had an opportunity to play with it for very much. Um, in that price range, I, I bought an axe. Um, that was my choice where, with the selection I went to. I haven't had a problem with it. Um, there are people playing at our local field with those. Um, not many, but there are. Um, there I don't are know. a lot of markers at that price range. You're right. Like it's pretty competitive market. Yeah, right in that uh, five six hundred dollar range. Then you're looking at the Proto Matrix um, or the Rail. The Rail. Even at, at that. Uh, the Crossfire XVR. Yeah, the cross the, the crossover XVR is definitely in there as well. Crossover XVR actually oh, features a lot of the features that some of these guns don't have uh, in that price range. So you and, and you're yeah. getting you're getting down into the four hundreds now. Velcan has one in there too, right? They have the, the proton. Proton. Yeah. proton yeah. The proton. Yeah. They're uh, actually made here in Canada. We talked about it in the in oh the earlier show. For those of you that are just tuning in for the podcast, but uh, Velcan uh, has a new marker called the Meta, and it's uh, Milsim. Milsim gun platform um, expandable it's got an all magnesium body on it it's got one of the most uh, how can i say it uh, most comfortable grips ergonomic. i've ever felt yeah, yeah that's the buzzword of 2013 is ergonomic how do you say it seb uh, <laughs> ergonomics yeah. i got nothing wow <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. All I keep thinking is your <laughs> microphone. I wish I could tilt it. My microphone? Yeah, you what keep do you talking. Tilt it? I'm going to. Oh, oh, you French oh, and you euphemisms. He's going to fix it. I'm going to get an alignment He's from out of my his chair. microphonist. For the for the Etha, getting back Over to that, here. you're buying it from Planet Eclipse. Uh, good manufacturer, good warranty program, even if, uh, you know, there really isn't a bad marker out there. Um, and all these, all these uh, you know, Manufacturers are standing behind their products too, and and developing all the time. So if you like it and it feels comfortable, then um, buy it. Just do yeah, it, buddy. That's a segue for Dustin. I've had That's my right, microphone tilted. <laughs> You've been tilted, sir. Right, tilt, Whoa! Like a tilted kilt. Is that better? Wow, I've never heard Joe so crisp. Really? <laughs> yeah. How do I sound? Really? I just realized that uh, for the the after podcast show, you're. Eighty percent of the time, you're looking, looking to. Looking down, so I figured, downwind. hey, that's what the true. heck? <laughs> downwind <laughs> from Gavin. Heck? That's downwind. nice. You gonna take that, Gavin? I stink. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Hygiene is not important to me. <laughs> At least like you're Gavin. out front with it. So it's like Gavin bath and sriracha sauce before. <laughs> you've, you've, you've accepted it. I have. Now, now Dusty, your stinkiness. Dusty, have we given you enough a segue to look up another question yet? I guess so. We're been stalling. It is just go. <laughs> Waldert King wonders. Uh, I've been seeing more and more people playing MagFed lately. Uh, do you think magazine paintball is the future? Me personally, I'm sick of unrealistic hopper games on speedballers. Um, I think MagFed is a growing niche market, um, much like Airsoft people, you know, tend to head towards Airsoft because of the realism. I think MagFed <laughs> is, is, um, 
I, <laughs> I, just, I like I like your laugh at that. I'm trying it's to be politically correct. Somebody says Meg or uh, Airsoft is more realistic. I, I'm only going that because they like to look the part and they like the there's no hoppers and yeah. But for for paintball, I think um, you know I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Is it going to carry on? I don't. Th- I mean, it, it'll always be there. But the the focal point of paintball will always be hopper fed because fields need to survive off paint That's sales, right. and you're not going to have entry fees of you know fifty dollars, you know, for the mag fed markets yeah, I, um, I, until mag fed technology comes a lot farther. Then you're not. Gonna, I don't. But think how much farther can it really go? Well, just look at the uh, defender. That's. I mean, that's Where are we going with that? That's going to change. Really, it's going to. Yeah. It's a. It's a going to change the way the way people play. I think, Josh. I yeah. think is it's a. It's a whole different. Yeah, but How why would we to still talk off axis that microphone after I tilted it? <laughs> but why would I'm, we want I'm more guns? One ear's a little heavier than the other. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we want to have more nuts. guns, guys, that have hoppers internally when we have so many mm. hoppers on the market today? And I think a few more just came out this week. Did they? What else? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I got a new. Um, I certainly. I got hope a prophecy so. with the behind the bunker limited edition. <laughs> That's you true. Sexiest one. hopper ever. Pew, 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 check pew, pew, check pew, pew. EB no. later. Hey, Seth. So, <laughs> you gotta look at it this if way. I got a you got a more solid marker with a boom on it. So every time I turn with, my head like that, like those guys in NASCAR wear, would that be better? You can uh, just hang it up. Just like hang it off the top. Uh, edition microphone. Or you get him like the Neil Young um, harmonica stand. So it's oh, like just sitting there. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we can just like choo choo, like a train sound. <laughs> well, I, I was just hoping we'd discuss this over dinner. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Let everybody yeah. know what we're eating. Thank you guys for tuning into the mic <laughs> show. Yeah. All right. Were we in the middle of something? No, not at no, all. I don't recall. Let's go. Ao Mantis wonders if we consider the defender a magfed marker. No, I think no. magfed is when they talk of magfed, they talk more of a changing your magazine after you know twelve or twenty shots or fifteen shots. That's sort of a magfed game. Whereas the defender, the internal magazine holds two hundred and and thirty rounds. You could almost consider the defender to be like a machine gun like an m60 or saw machine gun that would be belt fed if you were you know going you could going that that much realism you could have guys with um pistols and then guys with mag fed guns and you could have one or two guys per team with the defender and that would be your machine gun that could lay down all kinds of cover fire i think that's a tremendous way to go 40 50 guys with the defender the game changer change the game there's only a few actually true mag fed markers in 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 the main mainstream i mean that tipman tipx you have no other choice but to but to be mag fed the die dam you could go hopper driven or you could put the you know the cover on it so you're not you know, you're not allowed to use it at all. So that's technically mag-fed. There's some Milsim company uh, markers out there, and uh, but it's coming. I, I think you're going to see more and more. Guys, I have the second a second generation Stark Zeta Mag here in the showroom, and they've made some enhancements and modifications to it. Um, just the follower for the paintballs inside each of the mags has changed slightly, and it we and there are upgrade kits available if you need some yeah so check that out guys check that out. um for those of you that are, are are just listening at home on the podcast it is long it's black it's hard and it's in zuby's hand oh dear what do you think that's zuby's favorite thing why is it why does it smell funny yeah. 
German? All right, moving on, Dusty. What other questions do you have? <laughs> yeah. Brandon Decker writes in, why is the quality of generals falling or the willingness to general at big, van- big events hard to find? Gavin, it's quite obvious he's never been to a Flag Raiders game. Boom. That is that correct. That just Boom. happened. Breaking Real news. generals are around. You're just going to the wrong field. Yeah. Um, it's a tough gig. It is. Uh, you're, it's not easy. No. Um, and... Uh, so that's why it's difficult to recruit because as a general, oftentimes, depending on the field you're, you play at, generals don't actually have an opportunity to get it's out and mix the, it up with the with I their group, like, right? And so uh, generals are players as well, and they enjoy the experience. They want to get out and play too. It's almost a thankless job at times, right? Um, it is. And how many fields out there are going for the you know, the name draw of, of celebrities to, to try to get their games, which which is great. It's It's great having the celebrities, but... Do they know how to general a game as well as a guy who plays out of that field all the time that may know the field better? Like, I mean, I'm not being insulting because I honestly don't know. I've I've never generaled a game, so I can't sit here and tell you that I'm, you know, yeah, that I that I know what I'm talking about. But wouldn't it be easier for a local guy to do it? Well, Josh and Gavin have have both generaled probably between them twenty five bigger scenario games at the field they all both play at the field regularly they, they know how the field plays and if they get into a situation they can you know work work the field not only work the players but work the fields but they, you know we're, we're constantly arguing back and forth when 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 they're generaling that the teams are stacked and they're not stacked it's just it's you could when you're doing the teams you could lay them out how you think they'll work and when when you get up in the morning and the players arrive at the field and and the wind starts blowing from the west, then what you've done the night before to prepare for the teams, it, it doesn't matter. So it, you just, you know, you ha- you as a general have to motivate the players. And what yeah. I enjoy... And uh, it's tough. I enjoy competing against Zuby because I think we have a pretty much the same mindset in terms of we want the best possible experience for the player. We understand that, you know, you come out, you've traveled, you've spent a lot of money both on travel, accommodation, whatever, paint and admission. We want to make sure everyone's smiling ear to ear at the end of the day. Yeah. I can't say that about a lot of my competition, but I know that for, uh, specifically when I'm going against Zuby, uh, we'll oftentimes even take a little powwow and strategize how things are going uh, while the game is unfolding to see how we can make this experience better for Insider players. Insider information, yeah. little little bit, you know, and like because ultimately <laughs> it's like you know when I when I spend my money, I want to have a great time, want to have a great experience, and I think generals are part of yeah. that, and they have to they have to be conscious of that. And it's not about the win, really. Yeah. The win for me is the air to air grin on both the opposition and uh, and Winning. my team. But see, that leads it to the next question, and 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 Dusty, I'm going to answer ask my own question, but. Sure. How important is it? How is important? How important is it for the? And I'm going to call him the game wizard, the guy that runs the game, not necessarily the general, but the guy who's heading the whole game. How important is it for you to, quote unquote, balance the sides and offer help to the team that's losing, not in a position to make them win per se, but to give them more of a, you know, a closer score to have more of a time. I mean, if you keep coming out of your respawning and getting a shot down. You know, how, is it right to give them at least a, a, a fighting chance a couple of times to help the game? Because again, everyone's paying for that admission, and everybody's buying paint. Everybody's there to have a good time. If you if you happen to be that fifty percent that's on the wrong team, and you're not having a good day, is it important, or do you just I, let the play play happen? I, I, I think the wizard or the game producer has to be actively involved at all times. You can't let the sort of the natural progression 
sort of flow, uh, that's great. But oftentimes when and there's ebb and flow in all big games, right? In all scenario games. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch mm-hmm. that and have to monitor that because once again, Pearl Jam. okay, if you, uh, that's even flow, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And so, nice. you know what? You don't want to be on the receiving end. Like, A, if you're dominating a field and it's just your team out there and you've got control of everything, it becomes, it leaves for a boring match. Or if you're on the, being, you're having your poop shoved in. Uh, end of the uh, of, of, of it. It sucks. But right? how many games do you Speaking go out there? Look at your sweater. Yes. How many games have you been out there on the playing field? And you, you know, he, here's an example. We played a game um, a, a while ago, and um, we were looking for fights because we 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 are killing them so badly. Um, and this is not saying that we're all awesome. It's just we happen to be on that team. And I remember, you know talking to the people that were on our team saying like okay go easy guys like share them for everybody because there's only so many of them coming right. out right now and it was boring it, it, it was a hard game to to walk away and it, ultimately it has to come down to the customer are they going to enjoy themselves at the end of the day and if that means shuffling things around and balancing things out then so be it i think you know the ultimate goal because there's bragging rights some pl- uh, some places run trophies whatever right but at the end of the day it's all about is this an amazing experience? And that's the only way you can do that is by by shuffling things around and, and balancing things out. Now, what about you, Zuby? If you let's say you were the winning general and you guys were leading by a landslide, and the wizard started making it a little more difficult for you, you as a general, do you do you concede to that? Do you understand where that's coming from, or do you are you so game fixated that you want that win that it bothers you? I I typically use that time to try to encourage the guys that are out on the field to participate in missions more. Because if you can pull their focus off, you know, spawn camping the other team, you can typically give the other team a little bit of an entry into the field, give them a little bit more firefight. Because, you know, as you said, I find it very boring. We're just sitting there dominating the game. It's not that much fun. I like, But you know, that never happens for you against the trenches. me, though. Yeah. <laughs> I knew right? that was so. coming. <laughs> but, you know, I, the other thing I have to say about the whole big game thing is, in the generals, it comes down a lot to who's written the game and who's hosted the game because i've been to games where the mission is hold this truck for five minutes well okay let's hold the truck for five minutes and they've got other one that says hold the truck for five minutes if you can't hold the truck for five minutes open up envelope one two three five seven eight nine and ten or if you've completed this mission open up envelope 14 16 17 and it, you, know, you sit there and it becomes too much yeah. uh, a, a very decently written mission well, you know, have some objective to it, a little bit of a storyline, so you can sell it to the people who are out in the field. And I think yeah. that selling feature to the field there's a lot yeah. engrosses people in it, so they're not just there to firefight. Well, but, just to go on that point too, like when you've got field domination and control, and you've already completed a mission because before it's even been released, because you have that area in control. So when people are coming to you, they're looking for the next big thing. What's the next mission? Well, I don't have anything for you because we already we've already captured that objective. We've already done this because we have field domination. So that's where it comes down to great referees, great uh, scenario producers who can, you know, adjust the game and the flow as it goes along to ensure everybody has a great experience. Yeah. yeah if you're an experienced general, you can use that time to say to your guys, you know what? There's nothing going on now. There's no mission. Why don't you head in, grab some paint, and grab some air? True. Or have or your, have your lunch. lunch now. You know, or yeah. have your lunch. Or, you know, boys, it, you know, you got a little bit of a reprieve. Go grab a glass of water. Like, come on back. Like, it's, you know, it's yeah. a big game. Enjoy yourself. JD man. Smith in the chat says, yes, the game is no fun if you're losing. So, if you're on the losing side and you're getting beat so bad, you just want to leave. And you know what? That does happen. I see. Absolutely. Let's say yeah. red team is leaving or, or, or is getting dominated over halfway through the day. You see red armbands pe- being peeled off and leaving. I, 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 I like having some big games where you have what's called a mercenary squad. And what that 
that is it's um, sometimes the generals can can pay to have them. Um, sometimes the wizard will just move them over onto the other side, and it's a big enough force that it does make a difference, but it won't landslide this, the, the field. It just gives a little bit of breathing room. And these could be experienced players that know the field very well. It could be a large group of people that... Um, you know, know how to play paintball very well, or just a group of people who are keen on running missions or yeah. getting those yeah. points. Right? Six six now, guys in a, in a game with three or four hundred per side. Six six or eight guys can go in with rental markers. with rental <laughs> markers and and make make be become a game changer. They can they can turn things around. Like when when we're running scenario games, you know, Josh and and and, and Gavin are calling for airstrikes, and sometimes they call for airstrikes or helicopter supports, and it's unfortunate they they're they're not available. Due to you know whatever theater we're operating, and if it's in Vietnam, there's monsoons in Saigon, or if we're in the desert, they can't get parts for their helicopters because you know the parts all have sand in them. They are made in China. Like there's there's all kinds of problems that arise, and, and, it, and the general just just can't get on a whim get all get support when they need it as yeah. well. Now I kind of agree with that kind of point of view, but what I really appreciate more as a paintball player is being on the field and getting that airstrike in the field next to you and being able to take that that territory and then have you know fight your way out there's yeah. something about actually getting into that firefight and actually crawling through the trenches yeah. and pushing how the about other a loader forward. on your back but there's nothing worse <laughs> yeah, or there's nothing on worse than one general. guy up the one loader and you're taking care of at least yeah. 50 players there's nothing yeah. worse as a general spending like your points or whatever damn. for an airstrike and then somebody moves up or a group of guys moves up one one bunker or one spot right and yeah, it's or, like you've wasted that or yeah. knowing that you're going to spend the only points that you have all day long i yes. think i think after listening that to you guys does that happen to you a lot zuby hmm. I, I, I think to you a lot, I think listening no. to you guys, you've tuned I, into general talk with Zuby and Gavin. <laughs> I think I've come up with an idea that may help game uh -oh. wizards solve the problem. I think if the game wizards allow certain amount um, rockets. of, call, call of nerf rockets and tanks to go out onto the field. Hey, Todd. Stop it! <laughs> next thing you know, you're gonna go. Oh, here's a really great idea. We're He's gonna, gonna take, take his car and seventeen SR12s. We're gonna hide them on the field. And, and uh, the red team will only uh, be eliminated by headshots. SR12. Headshots only for the red team. Yeah. Kirby Bob in the chat Zombies. says, "What happens when arm red bands, uh, when they're being annihilated?" head in and trade up for blue armbands and they just hide their ID tag. I've seen that Ultimate before. humiliation in the staging area by Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, why don't we move on, guys? We have still a couple more questions to get to. Dustin? Yes. Next question. How what are, are our thoughts on the chaser and the eraser pistols? Oh, the 50 cal ones? Uh, the, 43 the 43 cal. cal. Yeah, the chaser's an 11 mil. Well, 43 cal is not real paintball. You might as well be playing airsoft, <laughs> right, Zuby? Yeah, that is a very, very, very small hair above airsoft. I would never put airsoft in paintball. But in the that same was category. out. I mean, that was. I'm before, not that mentally deficient. That was before Splatmaster and uh, the lower or the smaller caliber were uh, trying to bring the, the the kids in because I think it was directed towards kids and yeah. target shooting. So yeah. I'm going to stand on a soapbox for a second, and Joe will probably back me up on this. Huh. 50 cal. Yes, that's Splatmaster. We've been taking our kids to Splatmaster night at our local field, Flag Raiders, and I got to tell you, Splatmaster's got to be one of the funnest things to do. It takes when you bring some kids and play with some younger fellows. It's fantastic. We, well, we have somebody who's played 50 cal uh, Splatmaster. Does he, he have an opinion? Is he around? Is he sleeping on the floor? Oh, he's oh, in his he video games. Where is he? Minecraft. Yeah. We could ask him. We could. If, oh, come here. 
I play baseball. <laughs> Hold on, he has he has his own oh, microphone. Can he turn it's it on? It's yeah, on. But he won't be able to hear though. Yeah, uh, we can we can adjust okay, it. Yeah. Okay, so coming to the microphone, Parker. guys, we have a gentleman named Parker. Parker is an eight-year-old feller. He's played Splatmaster a handful of times now. He's probably at least three or four times in. Uh, Parker, what what do you have to think about the Splatmaster? Um, I'm going to talk to our sound guy for a second. Can you turn the bass back down to a normal level? <laughs> it's like Peter Brady's voice. Yeah. It's fun. You, now, you play paintball as well. Which which do you prefer? Probably Splatmaster. It's sort of easier. It hurts less. Like you can respond more, and like you don't have to wait like 20 minutes or so just to respond back. And, and then you... You get shot out in paintball, and then you have to go all the way back in. And then, like, after you respond, the round's over. Like, we missed. So I think think he's definitely touched on the two points. It hurts less, and um, it's easier to deal with. Now the game. Now we've been playing Splatmaster at the indoor, so your turnaround between games is a lot is a lot quicker and. Your game, your games are, are much are much quicker as well. So yeah, for sure. All right, sorry to soapbox Dan, but if you guys get an opportunity to try it, don't turn your nose up against it. It is fun. It's like going from a semi-auto to a pump. Try going to a pump that uh, shoots at a at 140 feet per second and uh, 50 cal, which bounces a lot easier. It's a whole different game, especially when you're playing with kids. Um, they almost have an advantage because they're smaller, faster. Um, little little zippy targets yeah for sure all right dusty let's get to another question or two we'll change it up a little bit sure mike wenner's wondering how do we draw new or more entry-level players into this sport it's like i saw that question coming (laughs) i think we've already answered that one one, seriously send your kids to a to to a splat master night or if they feel doesn't have one Invite them to a birthday party. You, you know you know what? A lot of, uh, One second. Par- Parker has a question. Yes, go ahead. Uh, it's talking to the microphone, sir. And Splatmaster is better because, like, when you said about the kids, like, they're small and they have an advantage. When I was playing last week, there was, like, this little kid. He snuck up behind, like, an, an adult, and he didn't even see the kid. Now, when Parker, you say little kid, do you mean in utero? He- He's seven. He's a seven-year-old. Oh. I guess it would seven, all be relative then, Gavin, wouldn't it? He was a seven-year-old, and he was like the size of Milo. Oh, okay. Oh. Then remember? Cletus well, the fetus? how big Milo is. Was, Milo. was Cletus the fetus playing? Yes. Um, and uh, Seb, how did you feel about getting bunkered by those uh, young kids? That was uh, pretty yes, humiliating. My, yes. But back, back to what I, what I, what I was saying. Part of the way to get some new people back, some new people into the game. There's so many fathers that drop their kids off at the paintball field to go play, drop their kids off for a birthday party or for a team <clears throat> party or just with their friends. And these dads are all of playing age. It's a fantastic opportunity for a dad or a mom to do something with their kid. If you know a guy, a, a parent that drops their kid off to play paintball that is in the paintball age anywhere between 25 and 60 or 65 or 70 tell them to stay around and play go out with them and play with them it's a great opportunity and this is a good way to introduce guys people into the market that also have some disposable income so you want to build the sport we we as a community have to sorry you're saying that parents have disposable income 
Well, some parents have disposable <laughs> income. I just had to. It's coming from a single fellow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you were dropping your niece off to play paintball and you didn't play paintball math, and you should seize the opportunity to play um, paintball. The other cool Carpal thing DM. is you buy your entry, and most entries come with the gun. So at the end of the day, your little son or daughter gets a chance to go home with their own paintball marker. It's completely harmless when it's empty. Um, it can be slightly modified to shoot Nerf. <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> All right, let's hit one more question before we end this uh, this podcast here, Dusty. Jim Sheets writes in, what do you guys think is the biggest mistake beginners make when they start out in the sport? Buying their equipment too soon? Or buying the best gun available? <laughs> no, and I buying don't a think cheap so. mask? I, I think it's the opposite. I think or people the are buying the cheapest, crappiest Correct. stuff to get out there. They look at something that's Kijiji. called a, maybe a player's pack that maybe not maybe a little enticing at the price point but may not be your ideal situation um or the kijiji of the world or the the craigslist um, yeah i think the biggest rookie mistake i've seen is just people spending more money on their marker and not investing in their eye protection uh you know blowing the budget on the top of the line marker and then getting these full frame scratch lenses off gg <laughs> right so. yeah but gavin you Keep in mind, there's not Joe Joy Gibson, Noel, Flag Artist Paintball. Are you going to be paintballing over the Christmas season? I believe I'll have some paintballing going on, uh, maybe even a little bit of 